Ah, what's up, everybody? Happy fucking... What the hell? What the hell is it? Oh, Thursday. Fucking Friday Eve. Why am I so, like, confused? It's fucking Friday Eve. Woohoo! Yay! The weekend's almost here. Well, yeah, we still got one more day, but... And tonight's gonna suck for me. Ugh. I gotta go in for another fucking sleep test. Ugh. I told y'all... Was it last week or two weeks ago? I got the results back in for my first sleep study, and it was fucking horrendous. Like, stopped breathing like 61 times an hour, and my blood ox got down like 70%. So now I got to go back in again tonight. Um, well, tomorrow night is Wednesday for me, but I got to go in tonight, Thursday night, and uh, get fitted for a CPAP and see what my pressure is going to be. So let me tell you how excited I'm fucking am for that. So I hope y'all are enjoying your Friday Eve, because I certainly know that I fucking won't. <laughs> well, the first part of the day might be pretty good, but last half, that's going to suck. And then i got to wake up at like 5 o'clock in the damn morning in a fucking hospital and drive the hell home. Ugh. But you know what? I'm going to have some fun tonight, so let's just go ahead and get this shit started, shall we? presents the dark side of music. And welcome everybody to the dark side of music. I am the great and powerful king of kings, emperor of all that is awesome, Derek. How the hell are you doing today? On this beautiful April 14th of the year that is, 2020, part two. Ah! The dark side of music here on Rock Rage Radio, Tattoo Metal Radio, and everywhere fucking podcasts are found. And the dark side of music today is the fact that we're all fucking getting old, and we're realizing that we some of us have sleep apnea, and it sucks ass. So that's the dark side tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's a lot of shit we got talked about tonight. Because tonight, I've got an amazing fucking band. But man, this has been a great fucking week. Um, yesterday, I fucking, you know, checked off one of my I need to interview bands with Nonpoint, a band that I've been following since 1999, 2000. Um, got to talk to Elias yesterday. If you haven't, if you didn't check that out, go to theblackrosemedia.com uh, for the replay on that. But that was an amazing conversation. Um, man, that was a definite box checked on that one. And there's so much more to come, including more Welcome to Rockville coverage and a whole bunch more. But tonight, I've got an amazing band out of Oregon by the name of Owls and Aliens. They just released a new single yesterday, Wednesday, called These Vices, along with a new music video. You can definitely check that out. At the website, 
theblackrosemedia.com or you can go to any one of their socials on Owls and Aliens to check out that video. But we're going to go ahead and play that new single right fucking now. So let's go ahead and hit that shit. So here is These Vices by the band Owls and Aliens.
was the new single by Owls and Aliens called These Vices. Ah, what a fucking great ass tune. Let's go ahead and bring the guys on and have a nice fucking conversation. What's going on, guys? How the hell are you? Hey, what's up? Not much. Just enjoying my uh, my spring. How about y'all? Uh, yeah, we're enjoying uh, our third winter. Yeah, <laughs> over here in Oregon, it's been snowing and uh, below freezing. We get two fall springs a year and three winters a year. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, we're on the tail end of it, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, at least y'all don't get like a real summer. Right. Yeah, we summers are really pretty. Yeah, they're yeah. they're actually pretty moderate here. They're usually within the seventies, eighties, not so much in the nineties. So it's real comfortable in the summer. Yeah, not up here in the high desert, at least. Can I move in with y'all? Because <laughs> getting ready to be like, even in Maryland, I mean, like we get into the high nineties, low one hundreds, and it's fucking humid as fuck, um, oh, uh, dude. Like mountain life in the mid Atlantic, man. Let me tell you, it's not, it's not, it's great during the spring, winter, and fall. But that's like trying to stand in the bathroom while somebody takes a hot shower. (laughs) Dude, you walk outside, I mean, and the humidity level is like always, fuck, it's always like in the 80s, 90%. It's just, it's gnarly. Literally exact opposite here. It's like 10, 20 percent here most. It's, like it's really dry here. here. Yeah. Sometimes less. We're in a high desert. Again, can I come live with y'all? <laughs> I oh. said yes. We do the dishes. It's the oh, city of oh yeah. see, uh, dishes. See, that might not work. Out. <laughs> we got a dishwasher. We got a dishwasher. She's just not here right now. See, I do the dishes in my house, but my girlfriend does other things. So, you know, it works out. And That's always good. I don't think she would let me leave to leave her, you know, here and go to Oregon without her. Dishwasher, I hardly know her. Okay. Well, that was cut off. That was that was bad. <laughs> I'm usually known for bad dad jokes, but damn, that. Was... <laughs> I think you take the take the cake on that one today. <laughs> so you guys just dropped the new single, um, literally today or yesterday, as far as this episode goes. Um, how you guys feeling about it? Excited. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, true. There's always that level of. This might be the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> uh, why? I've been really excited to get this song out because. It features Travis on uh, right. vocals, and just to be able to show that whole different side that we haven't, that whole, we haven't yet. So it's like a whole different dynamic. To There's a lot of different. Travis is the one that's not here right now. Yeah, coincidentally, yeah. just imagine he's right here. Yeah, he's, like he's, right here. he's here in our hearts. That's right. <laughs> you know that's what that matters. <laughs> you know, even for a, a fairly new band like you guys. You know, changing it up and having different dynamics out of the gate really kind of sets the bar for what you guys are going to do. Um, because it shows that you guys are going to constantly evolve, constantly change things up, and your fans are never know what to expect. Therefore, right. that whole 
gatekeeping mentality that a lot of people still have in the rock and metal genres kind of gets thrown out of the window for you guys because now yeah. it's like you guys have set the bar the standard of like hey we're never gonna be the same we're constantly gonna change things up and then people are kind of like okay this is what we're gonna get and they know what we're gonna get and i like that yeah exactly that's what we're that's kind of the whole our whole point too of this as a band is we're always going to be growing and changing and evolving. There's five of us and we're never going to fight, you know, what we're going through. Everything that we do and write is organic. So, and we just want to share that with everybody. Yeah. Cause I mean, the world of rock and metal, like I said, is so fucking fickle. You know, there's the same people that, you know, complain that Slipknot has evolved too much over the years are the same people that complain that Lamb of God have never evolved. And, right. and it's, and it's like, it, right. it's, it's like wake up your fucking mind do you want evolution do you not i mean what what yeah. exactly what exactly do you want us to do or you know it's like seriously it's so it, yeah. it, you can't win with some of these people and yeah. so it, at that point fuck them you know you do it for yourself and if right. other people enjoy it great if not exactly. at least you you wrote a song you wrote an album you wrote an ep that you guys enjoy and you guys felt good about. And that's really, at the end of the day, all that matters. Yeah. yeah that's true. And um, Travis is very capable of being a front man. He's, you know, been a front man for a punk band in the past. And Dakota could even be a front man. He's a great singer. He does a lot of the backup vocals for all of them. And uh, what we have as a band is just we have an original sound. We don't try to sound like a metalcore band or a punk band or you know try to place ourselves in these genres we just get in a room and whatever fits the song we just fucking play man just fucking you know? jam yeah <laughs> it really it's just what you know what that song feels right and that's what we go for and that's why i think we sound original yeah you definitely have an original sound um and that's hard to come by these days because Everybody, you know, not everybody, and I, I use that term loosely. Then I can, I'll, I'll sure. stop myself. But a lot of bands sound like a lot of bands, and right. you know, you can hear influences. You can hear this and that, and hearing influences is fine. Hearing, you yeah. know, things like that, go for it. If you want to throw in, you know, a riff that's very similar to, you know, something Tony Iommi would do in Black Sabbath, fucking do it just to pay homage to him, but make it your own and do your own thing with it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there's a lot of bands out there that set out to be the next Metallica. They go out to set out to be the next Deftones. They set out to be the next whatever. And you can tell that's what they're trying to do. And those are the bands that might have a lot of success, but they're going to have a lot of success ripping from the, that other band that they're trying to sound like. The bands that right. have that true uniqueness to them appeal to the masses. And in this day and age, that's what you need to do because there's a lot of cross-genre going on. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, you know, we've got bands like Bring Me the Horizon who love, you know, blending pop and metal. And then you've got yeah. other bands who, you know, obviously, you know, bands that like to do rap and metal and stuff like that. But pop and metal is like the newest thing that's kind of been going on. So you got all right. these different people coming into the scene that's never really been there before. And the more original you are, the more unique you are, the more you appeal to these new people um, and kind of be that gateway band to something, 
you know, heavier or to kind of like, hey, welcome to the fucking scene. Here we are. And they're like, fuck, right. okay, I'm awesome. You guys are awesome. So thank you for that. Yeah. I remember the, having those bands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those bands back in the day, I hate saying that, it makes me feel even more old than I fucking already am, <laughs> um, were the the emo bands, the, the pop punk bands, your, your My Chem. Your good Charlotte, your this, your that, you know, all these things that that were around in the early two thousands, and then yeah. people either kind of stayed with the whole emo thing, or they evolved into you know harder stuff throughout the years. Um, but those were those gateway bands to the rest of the the metal world, the rock world at that time. And I feel like for a long time we lost that. Yeah, we lost those gateway bands. We lost those bands that kind of showed the world what we're really all about. And I feel now, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of bands that have kind of taken the the reins from those bands from the early 2000s and kind of said, "Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this our own way," and really kind of set up that set the bar again and bring people in that we need for this for this place. And you guys whether you intentionally did it or not, you guys are definitely going to be one of those bands because that sound is just a fucking amazing. Thank you. Thanks, man. And yeah, we have influences from between all of us from all those genres of rock over, you know, the last 40 years, even. Yeah. 50 years. And yeah, we're not <laughs> like you're talking about bring me the horizon. There's so many bands that are trying to copy them and be the next bring me the horizon. And they're not doing anything new at all so we just want to be ourselves and hopefully people like it yeah only ollie can fucking bring ed sheeran into a metal song and make it sound good so anyone <laughs> trying to pull off the next bring me the horizon is gonna fail unless you're yeah. ollie fucking sykes that's all i feel about it yeah you gotta do your own thing you've got to do your own thing again paying homage and you know Showing off your influences, that is perfectly fine. But make yeah. it your own. And, you know, mix, you know, genres too. You know, one of, yeah. my, one of my favorite um, indie bands of right now is a band out of Indiana called Southbound Beretta. And they have this whole Leonard Skinner meets um, Motorhead vibe. And it's like oh, yeah. two bands that don't, you know, the kind of vibe together, but kind of don't. And they made it their own. You can That's hear cool. Leonard Skinner in there. You can hear Motorhead in there. You can hear all, yeah. but at the same time, you can hear all these other things. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff that we need today is these blends of things that people never really thought about to blend before. Yeah. So it's been a weird couple of years, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously. And how you doing? <laughs> say what? So how you doing the last couple of years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, it's been a fucking whirlwind. I'll I'll be honest. Um, yeah. Between going through a divorce, um, you know, moving. <laughs> You're free. You know what? She doesn't listen to the show. Thank God, but uh. Yes. Yes, the fuck I am free. Thank the fuck God. 
Well, um, we'll take you. You can do the whole Austin Powers dance. Hey, hey man. I'm single again, baby. Anyone? No, tries- uh, but see, that, that's it. I'm not single again. Oh, <laughs> I told you I had a girlfriend earlier. Um, yeah, oh, she, okay. she's upstairs. <laughs> um, taking, a, taking a break from downstairs? Yeah. <laughs> but um no it's been a whirlwind um for me and for a lot of other people i mean i I, especially the last year i haven't really really been able to tell my ass from a hole in the ground um and for me having to talk being able to talk to bands like yourselves and discover new music and really kind of get out of my comfort zone as far as you know, what is right and what feels right, um, or what, what I was told was right and what actually feels right has been a eye-opening experience. And um, through talking to a lot of these bands and discovering all these, these people, it's been kind of an awakening for some of these bands and discovering who they really are and changing things up and starting to write things that really kind of again, make them happy and reaching new people and so on and so forth, trying to get out of this funk of, you know, the, the virus and the political bullshit and all the other stuff that we've had to fucking look at over the last two years. And it's just, at this point, it's just so repetitive. You, you can't yeah. open up Facebook. You can't open up Twitter. You can't open up TikTok without seeing a repeat of what happened yesterday. And then, the same thing fucking happens. It's like we're in fucking Groundhog Day, and it's just never ending. Yeah. yeah. How have you guys, being such a new band, utilized the the time that we've been given in order to hone what you guys are doing and make it the best you can? <clears throat> yeah, it definitely hasn't been easy, but the biggest thing is just making sure that we were staying together despite what was going on, still hanging out, uh, playing our music together. Really, you know, we really are a family. So that's that honestly, I think that's the, the key part of what kept us. Another thing too, is that we also held very firmly uh, one or two practices a week. Yeah. Um, which we still do. So um, having that to look forward to, uh, for some of us might've been time to decompress from the week uh, or what have you, but that there was always a time for us to, to get excited about this band we just created because it's still so new. But even though the pandemic put a halt on things, I myself was still super excited to get things going. So there was there was still a lot of steam in us while the pandemic didn't allow us to go anywhere. So we, we just kind of held on to it. And Dakota and Dustin and Trav and Dakota, uh, Nick here have all you know done such a good job keeping themselves here in the band present like dakota said we're a family everybody still shows up and the band just comes first you know we yeah. all we all put each other first and take care of each other and we we wrote this album that's going to come out in june i believe yeah. um we wrote it in 2019 and we've just kind of been yeah. waiting until we can tour with it to yeah. release it patience so, was another big key yes. of it just like hanging on in there doing the things that we can taking our time to get things done the way that we wanted to so you know, we started recording our album in Sacramento and when our producer relocated because of this whole pandemic thing to Texas, you know, we still had the time to figure out, okay, well, how can we get to Texas to finish this album? Because we didn't want to start over. 
So, um, you know, we were able to do that and just stayed, stayed focused on, even though like it might've felt like nothing was happening, it really, we made sure that we were still moving forward, even if it was slowly and just being prepared for when it was, when it was, and now is the right time to, to take off. So you guys started writing this in 2019 and you released your first single mercy in 2020 and kind of got like a huge kick in the nuts right around that same time from the pandemic. And we recorded that the, we got home the day everything shut down in March of 2020. We were recording on the weekend of the whole thing. And yeah, we didn't even know if we were going to like make it home or like, are we going to be stuck in California because of like lockdowns? But, you know, thankfully we made it home. But it was, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, it's not the first, you guys aren't the first band that I've, I've talked to that's had this issue. Um, it was a a problem, <laughs> and, but an opportunity at the same time. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, I, I've, you know, I've described the pandemic as a, as a refresh you know, for society and for, you know, for individuals. Um, The refresh for society kind of went the opposite way, but, you know, it it is what it is. But as far as individuals go, I I feel a lot of people used the time wisely. Um, A lot of people learned new crafts. A lot of people learned new trades. A lot of people, you know, started up that business they've always been dreaming about. A lot of people, you know, found ways to make money on their own instead of going back to work for corporate America. Um, right. Hobbies, whatever the case might be, a lot of people discovered who they really were. And yeah. for the bands, you know, that have been around uh, just a couple months, you know, hypothetically speaking, you know, really kind of had a chance. Okay, hey, we, we got some great songs. Let's go ahead and you know do this, yada, yada, yada. Released their first single and bam, the pandemic hit. And then yeah. they were like, okay, well, we got time. Let's go ahead and really hone our craft. Um, yeah. And I'm glad to hear that you guys did that as well because in this day and age where Spotify and Amazon Music and Apple Music and all these other things, you know, run the music industry, you know, and people are constantly looking for some, whatever's new, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new. What's new. If they hear something, they know for within the first thirty seconds whether or not they want to listen to it, and I'm and it might even be less than that for all I know, um, right. but they can tell right away whether or not it's a polished piece of art or just something that they, somebody threw together on an iPhone and uploaded, um, yeah. which unfortunately there's a lot of that out there. So I'm glad to hear that you guys you know found ways to make it work but also took the time to really hone it all in. Therefore, when you guys really kind of introduced yourselves to the world, you guys were ready for it. Yeah, and then, you know, too, we were also able to find MBK Music Group during that time and get hooked up with them because there wasn't, since we couldn't go out and play shows, I was doing a lot of research and things, other ways that we could grow. And so it's like there are some some little flowers that popped up out of, well, we're going to talk about that because I want to kind of I want to dive into that because there's a lot of small independent bands that listen to this show and like to get advice and other things like that. So we're going to talk about that um, when we come back. But we're going to go ahead and uh, cool. take a quick break and we're going to go ahead and play the song 
You Can't Save Everyone by Owls and Aliens. And we'll be right back, guys. Sweet. You Can't Save Everyone by Owls and Aliens. Woo! Um, if that is a testament to the fact that they can change things up versus their new song, I don't know what the fuck is. But um, let's get back to the conversation with the boys. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, that, that song just proved it right then and there. That versus these vices... Completely different vibes, completely different songs, completely different genres. And you guys yeah. are just, again, setting that bar exactly where it needs to be um, to really kind of set your let your fans know, hey, never put us, never lump us in with anything. Always expect the unexpected. And that's exactly, you know, that's the way to do it, man. So hats off to you. Yeah, thank you. So before we went to break, we were talking about how you know, the pandemic was a bad thing, obviously, but it was a lot of, it was a good thing too. And for you guys, you know, starting out and learning how to grow and stuff like that, you had the opportunity to really research and 
you know, hone in on what you guys needed to do in order to get out there. And you had made some mention of some things. And I kind of want to, you know, dive into that because there's a lot of bands that have been around for five, six, seven years that still don't know these things and are still learning these things and are still trying to figure it all out. But, and, and you know, maybe, maybe they learned it during the pandemic. Maybe they didn't. Um, maybe they just think still hard work pays off. And good music pays off. But there's a lot more to it. And you mentioned something that really kind of, like I said, I want to dive into. So, you know, what was your process and where did you start to figure out, okay, how can I grow this band when we can't tour? Right. Well, really, so my mentality behind things is like it takes a team, right? Like even our band, it's not just me. It's all of us. There's five of us. And each of us has a strength and something that we provide in this band. And so I was thinking like, and I know that there's all sorts of organizations, managements, labels that are out there seeking new talented bands like us. And I started doing a ton of research and I found a lot of groups and managers and labels who, and you can kind of just tell, you see the red flags, like either they have hundreds of bands and it's like, how can, how can you be managing that much? You know, when you have this many people working or, you know, just like the quality of their, production you might have a phone call with them and things just don't seem right so i just was doing that for like months you know getting on emails and calling people and and uh, even trying to hit up the big labels you know like epitaph and and uh rise records and things like that like just literally reaching out to any everyone that i could but not necessarily diving into something just because somebody also reached back out to you because because there are a lot of people that are just trying to take advantage or they they want to seem like they have clout but they're not really helping artists and uh i was able to find mvk music group and um i first off really just liked what they stood for i liked how it seemed like they were um there for the artists first and i was able to have some really great phone calls with brian check out all of the bands that they were with and i knew that we needed more resources. We're from a very small town, We're from Klamath Falls. It's this isolated town in the middle of the high desert in Oregon. I mean, the next closest town from us is 90 miles away and the population is only 90,000 at that. And here it's 40,000. So Portland is the biggest city from us and that's six hours away. So is Sacramento. So we don't have a whole lot of opportunity here, let alone the pandemic. And uh, I was just fortunate enough to have found someone that fit the same what we were looking for you know and that's really what it comes down to because it's 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 a two-way street right you've got to have the same intentions and that's what it comes down to is finding the right team so you said that you ran into a lot of red flags and saw different things what are some of the red flags that you can say to other people hey don't fall for this shit yeah so like the first one i was saying for sure like if they're if they're managing hundreds of bands and it's just like this long list, um, that's a big red flag right there. If you go to have a phone call with them and they're kind of focused the whole time on trying to prove to you how amazing they are, um, I always kind of saw that as a red flag because they weren't even trying to really engage or talk much about my music and how things were, but more just of how great they were and all the great things they could do for me. And so, yeah. If it seems like a scam, it's a scam. It's probably they a scam. wanted you as a customer. You gotta be right. really careful about the contracts out there 
and like advancements, royalties and such, you got to be careful because yeah, you can really get taken advantage of, and you'll just be owned for the rest of your life. Right, and yeah. that goes on levels of things, even to the to those that are the greats, you can fall into those traps sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One of the one of the biggest ones I always like to talk about is when you're talking about management or labels, um, you know, pay to play. Yeah. You know, if a manager says, yeah, we'll take you on, but you got to pay us, they're not right. a good manager. Because the thing no. about it is, you know, when it comes down to it, um, if you have a, if you're, they're good at what they do, <laughs> they'll be able to make you money, which is going to in turn make them money. If they got to ask for money up front, that's a, that's a huge red flag. Definitely a big red flag right there. Yeah. Uh, and that goes for a lot of different things with within the music industry. If they ever ask for money up front. Yeah, huge red flag. Yeah. There's just you know, when it when it comes to you know, up and coming bands or you know, even bands that have been around for a little bit and are starting to make a name for themselves, there's a lot of traps that they can fall into. Um and that literally is you know, one of the biggest dark sides of this, of the music industry is those, you know, those traps. Um, you know, one of the biggest examples that has been recent was, um, it's probably about five years ago, five years ago, you know, one of the biggest names in metal today, um, Avenged Sevenfold, you know, they were with it. I believe it was Atlantic for a long, long time. And yeah. their contract was up, and they were ready to move to Capital, and they literally didn't own any of their songs. Right. And they had to go to they had to go to court, and they had to do all these different things. And eventually, they did get the rights to their own songs. But not owning the rights to your songs is a huge thing. Um, I remember within the last year, I believe it was within the last year. Um, a private equity firm rolled up to uh, Taylor Swift's, you know, record label and bought her entire catalog. So now in some private equity firm owns all of Taylor Swift's music and Taylor Swift doesn't own shit. Cause the label had the right. And that's why it. she's re-recording all her albums. Correct. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's two major names, one in rock and metal, one in pop. That shows yeah. you that kind of stuff happens to all levels. Um, yeah. You know, years and years ago, uh, the same thing happened to Breaking Benjamin. Um, they left their label. They had even broken up. And Ben was in the process of finding a new label, a new band. And without any of the band's knowledge, the label that owned their music said, oh, we're putting out a Greatest Hits album. And Ben didn't even sign off on it. And yeah. it was this whole huge thing, you know, at that time, too. There's so much of that, those stories that happen. And a lot of people say, oh, that'll never happen to me. It'll never happen to me. Well, there's three huge examples of it could happen to you. And yeah. when you're up and coming, sometimes you overlook those things because you're just so worried about, quote unquote, making it. Yeah, very true. Well, we're very blessed with MVK Music and we trust Brian and he's done a great job so far. And I don't think he'll lead us astray. No, and I don't think he will either. I mean, I, I know MVK, and they're they're fucking fantastic people over there. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm not worried about you guys. I'm worried about a lot of the other fans yeah. <laughs> in the world that that haven't learned the lessons that you guys already have and have taken those those things and kind of said, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Um, and it's, again, it's, 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 it's a messed up world out there. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole, it's crazy how there is literally a whole, like, there's a whole, uh, what's the word? I'm there's a for? whole market for ripping off artists. Yeah. There's a whole market for like trying to make artists think they're going to yeah. make it. And it's sad to see that because it's just taking advantage of, and there's some really great artists that could take advantage of in those situations. And it's just too bad. It is. Um, and that's why in some cases, if you have the money and you have the time it, in this day and age, sometimes it's just better to be independent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with, again, like I said earlier with Spotify, you know, Amazon and, uh, Apple music running the industry these days, you know, it's, it's not difficult to get your music out there. No, not at all. Thanks to places like, you know, you know, Bandcamp and other places like that, you can get your music out there. Good. Um, uh, However, the problem is getting noticed because filtering through all those shitty things, you know, that are exist is is hard and trying to rise above that is definitely difficult. Yeah, it's so saturated now. So it's like one of the pros and the pros and cons of the streaming world, right? Is the access is so much more encompassing, but then at the same time you get this oversaturation. And that's part of the reason why we've been waiting to put our album out as well, is so we can tour on it, get to play, and you know make that live audience connection. And yeah, make, make fans that way. Yeah, we're a band that yes, we love our studio recordings and you know that, but we're a band that's. You, you got to see us like the energy that we've got right. live is just un, unmatched compared to the record. So it's like, we want to be able to promote those songs live and not just have them out and then go play them two years later. Mm-hmm. And, which was a lot of the band's mentalities over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, they yeah. wanted to, you know, do certain things in order to get it out there. Um, and they wanted to hold off. And so that's nothing that we haven't heard before. And I, I think that's a smart yeah. play. Um, right for the newer bands for some yeah. of the older bands you know i was kind of like you know let down by some of the the older bands that sure. you know could have released maybe something that was unreleased maybe you know i know damn well there's a lot of fucking bands out there that have you know live recordings that have never been released give me yeah. some give me something that you have you have behind you know cuz i know that you have it and we right. were we were craving new music or at least something during the pandemic and we weren't getting a lot of it and the new bands holding off i understand the older bands i didn't really get it totally so you know i i I actually you know think it was a great idea with what you guys did because again you're not the only ones who did it and it was smart on everyone's part as far as the new bands go I remember really appreciating the bands that have been around for a long time that were, you know, putting content out still or doing live streams because there wasn't a lot of that out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's because newer bands don't have the ability to do that because 
they they don't have the, the capital or what have you or access to a studio yeah yeah you know they don't have those networks and those connections yet so the bands like i remember dropkick they did a live stream uh that first around saint patrick's day mm -hmm. right. yep Years ago. yeah and like i love that like that was stuff like that i really appreciated during yeah absolutely um a lot of bands did it and i enjoyed DD. huh oh sorry dgd did that too i was just throwing another example oh yeah i mean a lot of bands did it you know on the heavier side i know um you know trivium did some stuff Corey taylor did some stuff um a lot of bands did some stuff um but it only made i mean i loved it and i paid my tickets you know to watch it but it made me miss it more yeah and like you're saying there wasn't enough of it it wasn't enough but it made yeah. me miss it though totally yeah so it made yeah. me crave it even more and right. now that it's now that it's back i'm like i'm just Woo! Let's get the fuck out there, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that, the cool thing is that, that seems to be the general consensus. Everyone is snowing. Now. Every oh jeez, just dumping down snow. But yeah, anyway. So, um, I always like let, dedicate the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes to you guys. As far as, especially when it's a new band that I've never talked to before, or a new band that's kind of, you know, really kind of breaking down the doors and saying, hey, here we are. So, who the fuck are you? Introduce yourselves. <laughs> I'm Dustin. I sing. How you doing? <laughs> and that's how we found him. <laughs> and that's how we found it. <laughs> and that's how we kept him. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming you want more than that, right? Obviously. <laughs> Come on, Justin. Oh, <laughs> Add some hot sauce to it. Yeah, you got flavor. you got to ask me some questions. Just, <laughs> it's for you. I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> See, here's the thing: I hate asking questions. I mean, I've asked a bunch of questions in this interview, but well, what are we doing? I no, I like to have conversations. I'm a conversationalist. I have nothing scripted in front of me. Everything I've been talking to you about tonight is literally off the top of my head. He's just raw dogging it right now. I, I always raw dog it. Ask my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> yo, 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 yo. <laughs> but um, no, seriously. So, like, you know, what have you done? Where have you come from? Why, you know, what's going on? Oh, man. I can go first. You're up. Jeff's I'm going. going I'll go first. Jeff's going. I'm Jeff. My name is Jeff Martinez. Uh, I'm the lead guitarist in Owls and Aliens. Uh, I'm, I currently and have lived in Southern Oregon for the last few years of my life. Uh, it was a hometown of mine when I was a kid, but I'm originally from Salem, the, uh, capital of Oregon. Whoop, whoop. I moved here when I was a kid for a few years. I moved back when I was 25 and basically had a whole, uh, reset of life. And, uh, when I did that, um, I slowly, incrementally met all these guys separately in totally different settings and occasions. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Travis, the rhythm guitar player, was my ended up being somebody that uh, was my friend uh, that I'd made friends with. Very different as far as music, so we were we were really good, solid friends before we played music. And then he showed me a sweet band called blind melon and I just lost my shit. And then, uh, we became like best friends 
uh, and we just spent the whole summers together. And then he was more on the punk grunge side. I'm more on the classic rock, hard rock side um, of things. And then once we started just hanging out, we, we started to play music. And then through Travis, um, I met Dustin. I met Nick because he used to busk downtown and I ran into him all the time because he didn't, <laughs> he didn't even have an ID to get in the bar uh dakota i met because he was in a college band when i moved to town and i needed to get the hell out of my house and go see some music so i'd go see this guy play with his band and i just fucking loved him so i went to all their shows and uh eventually asked him to jam and he kind of just looked at me like a um yeah cool you play guitar buzz off <laughs> you know kind of guy and then uh, eventually became friends, and then uh, anybody else can take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> blind um, man, you mentioned Blind Melon, man. Blind Melon, the <laughs> the greatest grunge band that never was. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're they would have been up. bigger than Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden. They would have been. Yeah, that's, that's what no started doubt. it. For such me. tragic, yeah. such tragedy there. Ah, uh, that brings back memories. Now I got that song stuck in my head. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, whoever wants to go next, go for it. All right, well, I'm Dakota. I'm the drummer of this band. Uh, I've been playing music my whole life. I started out playing guitar because my dad played guitar. But just like rhythm, you know, acoustic stuff, I never really got into the leads. And uh, kind of have a I had an on and off history as a kid until I got into high school. And then I like really just clung on to music and rock and grunge and punk. I just loved it all. And uh, started a little band in high school. Uh, we were called Raining Umbrellas. Those were fun times. Got to record in Steve Miller's studio over uh, nice. in the Applegate and just out in the middle of nowhere in Oregon. Uh, it's called Pacifica. It's a really pretty studio. Um, and then, uh, you know, we graduated and kind of all went our separate ways. So as I was in college, I took a few years off of music. And um, I got into drums in high school, by the way. That's and I'd be started playing drums because of rock band, which is weird. But uh, it taught me like how to actually play beats and rhythms. And then I was like, I want a real kit, and then got a real kit. I don't think that's weird. I think that's uh, typical for a lot of kids that grew up in that time period. A lot of people played yeah. guitar hero or rock band and was like, hey, I want to do this. And they did it. Yeah, I, I played guitar hero first. And I had obviously played guitar before I played guitar hero. And like, I always knew like guitar. I was like, this is nothing like literally guitar hero is nothing like a guitar, but no. the drums on rock band, it's like, you're actually learning like real beats. Like you're yeah. learning the beat of the song and you're learning how to do your different limbs of independence. So, um, just, I, when I started playing drums, I just realized that that was like, that was, that was what I wanted to do. Like guitar was cool and fun and all, but drums was like consumed my life. And I realized that I had always been hearing beats and always was tapping I just never like gave into it until then. So that was kind of a cool realization. And yeah, in college, like Jeff was saying, I was in a band called Box Brothers. That was really fun. Um, and when that ended, that was why really kind of why this band started was because I didn't really know where my life was going because I was like, I just graduated college and I originally was giving up working <laughs> to be in that band, but then that band kind of had to dissolve. So um, I messaged Dustin and was like, dude, let's start a band. Cause we had known each other from the, the local music scene here in Klamath Falls. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then the rest was, we just, the rest is history. Nice. 
used to host garage shows at his house all the time. Yeah. And where all the local musicians would come down and like kind of hang out and get to meet other musicians. Especially the young ones because they're, this town, there's not a lot of places to play. And the places that do play, they want to have covers. And the, most of the bands in town that play covers are not yeah. to be rude, but they're the old guys, you know? So yeah. I would host like open mic for musicians to listen and hang out with each other. And that's kind of how the yeah. band really kind of got together yeah and play original music like right. people did play covers obviously too but it was like not a lot of opportunities in town for people to go play original music and that that's a big part of what brought us all together too that's awesome anyone next nikki um i i am the only one who actually grew up here that's true i was born and raised right i was going to school to become a mime but i just couldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> So I, I got a Ouija board one day and I got obsessed by the spirit of Tiny Tim and that's kind of what got me into music. Like one day I, I was hooking, I was at Instagram for a little bit and I got a call one day to come down to this bar and I get there and it's these guys and I'm like thinking, man, I'm about to have my butthole destroyed. Oh my God. And instead they gave me, instead they gave me a bass guitar and threw me up on stage and I've just been stuck in this fucking band ever since. That True is story. the greatest bio I have ever heard in my life. It's all true. All now, true. If you started singing like Tiny Tim right now, I would have like I would have. That's great. I fucking love it. Um. That's that's the greatest fucking thing ever, man. A ukulele <laughs> and singing fucking like that. That's that's fucking great. <laughs> Yo, when people ask what their influences, Tiny Tim is definitely way up there. Runners to Captain B's part. You know what? Magic. Tiny Tim being an influence isn't a bad thing because the dude had fucking charisma for days. That's right. He, he owned all of his music, and he died on stage playing music as a heart. Like he died doing what he loved. So did yeah. Adrian at years. Yeah, yeah, see? Like, yeah. That's how I want to go out. Yeah, on stage doing what I love. Adrian at Chicken and Tears. There's a bar down the street where uh, uh, a drummer died, had a heart attack, while well, in the middle of his set. His name's Adrian. Came back to life, finished his set, and died on the scene, and then died again. So yeah, he and uh, this local bar down here honors him. <laughs> wow, that actually is a true story. Yeah, that's that's a very, that is a real true. Story. Oh, that's yeah. an interesting fucking true story. That is <laughs> that is as metal as it gets. Yeah. Adrian, he was a cool dude. Yeah. Wow. He was a rocker through and through. That's pretty fucking badass, guys. It has been an honor and a privilege to get to know you this last hour um i cannot wait to hear the whole fucking album the first tracks are fucking phenomenal the new track is phenomenal um cannot wait to hear the whole fucking thing i would love to have you back this summer when the whole album drops so we can play some Absolutely. more of it and talk some more because i could do this without with you guys for hours especially with that motherfucker back there behind you talking about tiny tim and shit um <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but no seriously 
you guys are fucking badasses. I love the sound. I love what you guys stand for. Um, I love everything about you guys, and uh, you guys are going to make some fucking waves, and I would love to be around to watch it. Thank Thanks, you so man. much. We appreciate Thank it. You, Thanks man. for having yeah. us on the show again. We had a great time. Absolutely, man. I did too. And um, we will definitely chat again, hopefully this summer, and uh, we will definitely rock that out, new album out. We'll promote the fuck out of it. Sweet. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening, and we will talk again soon. Thank you. Rock and roll, man. Later. All right, guys. And that was the band Owls and Aliens. Woo! Great fucking conversation. Great time. Tiny fucking Tim, guys. Go listen to some Tiny fucking Tim. Um, Yeah. So, I hope you all enjoyed this week on the, the um, Dark Side of Music. I am taking tomorrow off, obviously, because of the. I won't be able to record anything Thursday night um, or do much Thursday at all. So I'm going to take Friday off. Uh, th- Thursday off. So I'll be back on Monday um, with the band. Who do I have on Friday? Uh, who do I have on Monday? Monday, I will be back with the band Swim the Current. And then next week, we also have Swim, we have Swim the Current, Saturate, Wax Flower, Lilazar. Uh, Ventress, we have a whole fucking stacked week. Um, so guys, come back next week for an amazing week of fucking shows. But again, we will be back Monday. Hope y'all are ready for that shit. But until then, we're gonna go ahead and go out with one more fucking song by the band Owls and Aliens, a song called Tsunami. And uh, definitely check out, listen for their new album sometime this summer. Follow them everywhere you fucking can. Links will be at the theblackrosemedia.com. If you missed any of this episode, definitely go to theblackrosemedia.com to check out the episode and all the past episodes, including Nonpoint, Black, uh, Bad Wolves, Eve Under Fire, and so many others. But guys, thank you so much for fucking being here. We'll be back again on Monday. But until then, stay happy, stay healthy. Stay fucking heavy. Here is Tsunami by Owls and Aliens. See y'all Monday. Peace.
down to my core Been exposed and I needed more More and more And all your cash 